0: Hello and welcome to The Goon. Talk. back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Join you at 8am Monday to Saturday. Hope you're doing good and well, enjoying what is left of this week. We're halfway through. It's hump day, it's Wednesday. Hope you're doing and enjoying what has been, It's especially in the UK, the weather has been ridiculously up and down. Two days ago, it rained and then it was sun and then it hailed and then it was sun and then it And then the sky exploded because that was just what was coming next. It was ridiculous. So uh, I hope you're enjoying your week because it's been pretty mental here in the UK. But uh, good morning, everybody in the chat box. Uh, Thank you for joining. Good morning to Tony, to Matt G, to Simon, to Martin, to Simon. Uh, Someone getting in there. France. (laughs) For those listening on audio, what I've just done is I've read his comments saying he's got in there first, but he's put morning from France. And so that's made me go... He's got in there, France. Great. Fantastic. Thank you, Simon, for that. Morning to Edwin. Morning to Ansa. Morning to Olu. Good morning. Bruce, Rich, Christopher, J. Good morning to you. Trevor, Marcus, Chris, uh, Raheel. Good morning, guys. Hope you're all doing good and well. I'm going to have to make that a thing now. Good morning, France. Good thank you for joining France that's gonna be great morning everybody in the chat box there is a poll of course for you guys to vote on as well as always we're gonna be focusing a little bit on midfielders considering that is the focus of today's transfer links and the question in the chat box is is Partey, Xhaka, El Elneny, Patino and one top signing enough for Arsenal's midfield next year I've asked you yes or no where the no is I'd like you to tell us why in the comments if you're watching this on catch up or you're watching this on Spotify, jump over to YouTube and make sure you tell us in the comment section if you do, if you aren't happy with those players as the midfield for next season. Why not? And who else needs to come in as well? So let's get cracking on with today's stories. As first of all by tell you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal Wait. I'll be live over there at 10 a.m with Bailey to discuss all things Arsenal and more. Plenty of discussion topics to be had. Thank you all of those that tune in for this one and then jump over to that at 10 a.m. I understand of course a lot of you have work a life but still thank you for coming over and joining us that's not to say by the way that those that do don't have work or a life you know I'm just digging a hole now I'm going to move forwards but uh <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> moving on yesterday we completed our tactical breakdown show on Aaron Hickey and Federico Dimarco they topped the left back list supposedly for Arsenal this summer so make sure if you haven't already to go and check out our tactical breakdown on the left back pairing Um, that we could see Arsenal sign either one of them. They both come out pretty well in the end. Moving, though, to our stories for the day. And Ben Foster has said that he would be willing to take up Arsenal's second goalkeeping choice. However, he may have forgotten that Arsenal already have signed uh, their second goalkeeper, Matt Turner. If he would be willing to come in as Arsenal's third choice, I don't think I'd be too annoyed about that obviously I would have competition then as an Arsenal content creator because assuming Ben would come in and vlog every day at training but uh, yeah I, I don't mind that we were talking about this in the last week weren't we about the idea of an experienced goalkeeper coming in as possibly our third choice I think that could work for us I think Ben Foster could be that third choice experienced goalkeeper to give kind of the, you know the guidance to those younger keepers that are at the club I'd be very very happy with that as a free transfer to come into the club as a third choice. I think we lean too much on Arthur Oconco. Moving forwards, Lucas Torreira has come out and said that his plans are to remain with Fiorentina. Despite the fact that Fiorentina now have run out seemingly of time to activate their €15 million euro release clause in the, uh, the Uruguayans contract that he signed on loan last summer. But he himself has come out in an interview which is only going to strengthen the position of Fiorentina in any possible negotiation, saying that he would like to join. That said, Napoli are another side still said to be interested in signing Torreira this summer. Fiorentina may see this plan backfire if Torreira does intend to go somewhere else. He did mention staying in Italy as a preference. However, someone else who wants to stay in Italy as a preference is Pablo Marie. Spent time on loan with Udinese, in January through to the summer and impressed. However... The likelihood of him moving back to Udinese has taken a bit of a hit as the managerial situation continues to rumble on. Uh, They also can't afford the £14 million asking price that Arsenal put on his head because that's how much they ended up paying Flamengo for Pablo Marie. Quite a lot, it turned out to be, in the end. They want to get as much of that back as feasibly possible, um, but Udinese aren't really in a position to spend that amount of money on a 27-, 28-year-old centre-back. But that may change with the new coach. Um, if they indeed do get a new coach, but uh, we'll have to wait and see where Pablo Murray ends up going this summer. Also, another player that we'll have to wait and see where they go is Ainsley maitland niles Roma have no interest in making that deal for the former, well, current, I suppose, he's not retired, uh, England international, uh, bringing him into the club in January. Didn't play all that much, did at the start, but very quickly dropped to the bench and failed to get regular game time. He will return to Arsenal with, I believe, just the one year remaining on his deal. Uh, he will then need to find a move elsewhere or be stuck in the squad for another season until his contract expires. Hector Bellerin, another player with just a one-year remaining on their deal. Uh, Betis continuing to struggle to agree a deal with Arsenal. He's said multiple times in the media that he wants to return to Betis. However, yesterday there were links with Roma. Uh, they've obviously lost, of we've just mentioned, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, but could be looking to try and bring Bellerin into the club to replace Ainsley, Maitland-Niles as a possible option. Very interesting indeed if this is to happen. But Hector Bellerin will move on from the club this summer after being told there are no plans to keep him uh, and get him into the team next season with, of course, links to right-backs in the form of Nahuel Molina and Hickey, who can play right-back as well. And the fact that we've got Tommy Asu and Cedric is going nowhere with Brooke Norton-Cuffey coming through. So Bellerin will move on. It is just a question of where at this stage... Now, Alexander Sinchenko has been told by Manchester City that he can leave if they get a reasonable offer. What that reasonable offer and what the price range of that is, is not yet known. I would imagine it's something between the 20 to 25 million pound figure, which when you consider his Premier League experience, how many times he's won the title now and his versatility, and, uh, I mean, just in terms of his character, is I, I like him as a player. Twenty to £25 million pounds is probably a fair price for a player of Zinchenko's quality. If Arsenal were to get him into the team, they'd be adding certainly strength in both left-back and central midfield areas, thanks to that versatility. Very interesting to see where he ends up this summer. Uh, our penultimate story is on Fabian Ruiz. It's said now that Napoli's price of that £16 million, pounds, remember we were talking about that a fair few weeks ago, Surprise, surprise, that's now gone up. £25 million is De Laurentiis' price, the Napoli president for Fabio Ruiz, who also has just the one year remaining after rejecting the latest contract proposal. Arsenal and Manchester United, the two teams credited with an interest in him. He would be a really good upgrade, in my opinion, on Granit Xhaka. Offers so much more in terms of passing, even defensive quality, dribbling technical skill than I think... Uh, Xhaka does, is younger, can get better and can improve. He's still got that physical presence to him as well. Not the quickest in the world, and I know that means a lot to a lot of people, but not necessarily to me. I think that he would be a really good addition. £25 million is a fair price, but, you know, if we can get it for cheaper, even better, Manchester United, though, would be Arsenal's main competitor to try and sign the Spanish international this summer. And lastly, Fabrizio Romano confirming that Arsenal are still very much interested in trying to sign their primary midfield target, Yuri Tielemans, but that two other teams are also in the race to sign him, and this is one that's expected to kind of run. So for those that are going, why aren't Arsenal getting their business done quickly? well this is one of those deals that's going to take some time it seems to get finished he is of course away with the belgian national side right now uh, and then we'll go on holiday after his proper season finishes then that is when the deal will most likely take place. As we've said before, end of June, start of July is when we'll probably see most of these deals happen. I wrote a piece yesterday about the idea of replicating that Alexis Sanchez-style hype that we got when he signed and made his debut in the Emirates Cup. It would be great if we'd have all of our business done by that point so that we can get that same kind of morale boost into the crowd, seeing new signings play at the Emirates Cup in the last weekend of July against Sevilla that would be a really good option if we can get them in even earlier than that obviously that's a preference but as long as they're coming in before the start of the brand new season that needs to be where Arsenal's head is at for sure that completes all of today's stories which means we're going to move on to you guys in the chat box if you indeed do have any questions that you'd like to see answered to the best of my ability of course then please throw them in there if you haven't already dropped a like on the video as well please do that we'll be doing another show this evening 6 p.m a great discussion podcast I'm looking forward to showing you all um and i'm sure you'll all join us at 6 p.m to throw in your questions and get involved in the chat box as per without further ado though let's crack on and uh, get to your questions Okay. Um, Keith says, is the window actually open yet? Uh, The window opens on the 10th of June for uh, England domestically, but players, if you were to sign them from abroad, wouldn't be able to be registered until July the 1st. So there's the two dates there in regards to kind of the window. So if we wanted to sign someone from, say... Uh, If you want to sign Jesus, you could sign him from the 10th of June. If you wanted to, say, sign Fabian Ruiz, you'd have to wait until July 1st until that was kind of registered. That doesn't necessarily mean that you can't announce signings, that you've made an agreement with a player. That's just when you kind of register those players. You know, you've seen Aston Villa sign Coutinho and Bubakar Kamara and Diego Carlos. Um, It's Diego Carlos, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Those have been kind of announced and sorted, but you don't have to actually wait till the window opens for that to happen but that is when the official dates of the window opening are. Um, Alan says, Tom, Gakpo or Gnabry? Uh, Ganabri for me. Uh, Gakpo would be a very close second, but if you can get Ganabri, go, Grana- uh, go get Gnabry. Absolutely. Uh, Dava, uh, Duval, UK, thank you so much for tuning in for your first live show. Really appreciate that. Uh, Anne says, we can't rely on Partey's health, and when he's down, is Le form going to be reliable enough? El Nini is good, but not good enough. Patino and the young players are unproven. We need more at central midfield. Uh, Chilongu says, are we strongly linked with any free agents? The honest answer is not really. I mean, we talked about Ben Foster a second ago. He's a free agent after leaving Watford. Um, Could come in as a possible third choice goalkeeper. He himself has created that link though, it seems so. No, we're not actually linked with off the top of my head any Real free agents this summer, which is interesting because I thought maybe we would take advantage of some of the the ones that have. I mean, there are quite a few, the likes of Corentin Talisa, etc. Paul Pogba, Pala Dybala, all these players um, were free. I thought maybe Arsenal might try and take advantage of one of them, but not yet. Has not happened. Uh, Steve says Ainsley Maitland-Niles could still do a job for us, especially when it comes to Europa League games. He's a utility player. He could do, but I think I'd rather see us move him on and bring in some fresh bloods. I think his time at Arsenal is is kind of done and up at this point. Kudari uh, says, "How dependent are our buys this summer on our sales? Will we be? Will we buy even if we don't generate enough money from sales? Yes, we will. our buys are not." uh related to the number of sales we've got i think depending on how many we buy might start to relate to that so obviously we can sign a number of players without worrying about sales but if we want to go the extra mile and sign a few more we're probably going to have to wait until we've made a few players more so because of the you know the quotas and the wages on the squad and getting them off the books but we can still sign without necessarily guaranteeing ourselves significant in uh, kind of backing through player sales uh, let's go to uh, Sai who says hi I don't feel like players like Ruiz and Jesus are big upgrades on what we have why don't we go for players like Frankie who are clear upgrades it would be interesting to see how you know Fabian Ruiz compares stylistically and statistically to someone like uh, Frankie de Jong de Jong has obviously been a really good player for a number of years coming from going to Barcelona but what I would say is that he hasn't been perfect, you know, for Barcelona. And there is a reason why they'd be willing to maybe move him on this summer. Ranks very highly on FB Ref. Just having a look at his statistics alongside Fabian Ruiz on on FB Ref as well to kind of get a a comparison of the two. Um, But they both rank very highly, you know, in terms of goals. Fabian comes out on top quite significantly, 20 percentiles higher than that uh, of Frankie de Jong. Passes attempted coming out in the 97th percentile compared to the 83rd percentile, Uh, frankie de jong de jong comes out slightly better in terms of pass completion but i'm sure if we get linked to kind of these two we'll make sure well we'll we'll definitely be doing updated versions of our tactical breakdowns we've already done one previously on fabian we will be doing an updated one on him as soon as feasibly possible Uh, mc says never forget when ganabry destroyed spurs in the champions league do whatever it takes and bring him back uh, let's go to half South African who says, do you think the lack of interest shown in Bissouma is related to? Yes, I would say the alleged uh, case that's going on at the moment. I would definitely say that that's uh, a factor. We still haven't got any kind of clarity on that situation. Uh, John says, uh, I uh, hit Tom. I, I know you meant hi, Tom, John, but that's, that's a bit far. How common are buyback clauses for player sales? Not that common. You don't tend to see them. Arsenal. I don't even remember the last time we have, if ever, Included a buyback clause. Real Madrid famously did quite a few of them. Morata, Casemiro, of course, with Juventus. Uh, was Juventus and uh, and Porto for Casemiro? They've done a few of them. Arsenal don't tend to do them. Uh, sell on clauses are certainly something we have. We've inserted sell on clauses into the likes of Joe Willock, in the likes of uh, Dinos Mavropanos and You know, all of these have got sell on clauses in. But buybacks, no, we don't have buyback clauses. Uh Coop says, I think we need Tielemans and Basuma or a Sangara to challenge Partey. Uh Mac and Cheese Gaming says, Morning, Tom. Do you think if we get Tielemans, Ainsley McDonald's would be as good part as of that midfield rotation? He's been excellent for us in the past, and his loan was poor, but so was Eddie's at Leeds. To be fair, Eddie's at Leeds was more so associated with injury. I wouldn't necessarily describe his his loan as poor. He was, you know, when he was being given opportunities, he was doing okay. He was recalled because he wasn't being given enough chances. And he was going to be given a chance until he got injured. Uh, It was kind of an unfortunate loan spell. Whereas I think for for Roma, Maitland-Niles just hasn't been in good enough to get the regular game time. Uh, Wes says, are some of you going to do comparisons between Ruiz and Tielemans? We certainly will be. Uh, I'll be looking forward to doing a tactical breakdown on Yuri Tielemans very, very soon. Uh, Wes says, how many players do you think we need to make us a team that can compete at the level needed to get back into the Champions League next season, taking into consideration how injury-prone Tierney and work event Partey are? Um, I think that I've targeted seven signings. Um, I've said goalkeeper versatile fullback, two central midfielders, two strikers. One of them could be Eddie Nketiah's renewal uh, and a wide forward as well that can play more centrally too. So I think seven, including Turner, who's already been signed, and, you know, Eddie Nketiah's renewal. I think if you add seven uh, into the squads that we don't already have, and, you know, Nketiah, we don't technically have him now because his contract's run out then that would do it for me as enough to compete. It would depend on, obviously, who those players are as well. But, yeah, two centre mids, two forwards and a wide forward. So three forwards overall. Who And I think the wide forwards have to have the capacity to play centrally if you need them to. Uh, a left back uh, that can play right back as well. And the goalkeeper, arguably a centre back could come into it, but Saliba returning will feel like a new signing. You know that famous saying that we've all got so bored of time and time again. Uh, Yes, uh, half South African Gakpa would absolutely go for. Absolutely. Gonzo says, do you think people put too much stock into players' prices? Like Ben White being too expensive, even though he was a perfect fit for our system? Yes, and Ben White has definitely been affected in terms of how people view him from a price point. He was also affected because of the whole William Saliba situation. The fact of the matter is Ben White's had a very good season. Ben White's been very good for us. I like what he's brought to the team. He significantly stepped up what was all there what was there already. And it was also allowed Saliba to get that season on loan that he des- desperately needed. We've upgraded our centre-back position so significantly. If you consider the fact that we previously had Mustafi, Sokratis and... I'm trying to think, Kashelny, I suppose, when at the end of his career, but we've also had other players that just haven't really cut it. And now we've got Gabriel, Ben White, Saliba, and you know, still have Rob Holding at the club as well, who does a decent job when called upon in one off games, not over a prolonged period. But yeah, I, it's a really significant step up in the centre back area for the players that we now have. But yeah, look, Ben White is one of the most underrated players in the team without a shadow of a doubt and gets undue criticism for his performances this season. Marcus says, Aziz to go on loan again. Yes, I think he does need that loan next season. I think that's what we need to see happen. Uh, Abernav says, hi, Tom. Is Brooke Norton Cuffey ready to compete as the second right back? Honestly, I couldn't tell you for sure. Uh, I'd need to see him in preseason with the players. Uh, I've only seen him play for Lincoln this season. He looked, you know, well ahead of the players in that league. So he is above a League One standard. Whether or not he's that Premier League standard, we have to wait and see. Uh, Awar is available on the cheap, Mali. Uh, there's a reason why, uh, and for that reason, I wouldn't go for him. 101 Collective Beats says, with Arsenal looking to add players like Tillemans, Hickey, Jesus, Saliba, and maybe Gnabry, where can we finish next season? We have to look to qualify for the Champions League. That's the minimum expectation for me next season, is qualifying for the Champions League. Unless there is some uncomprehensible, incomprehensible kind of injury issue or something ridiculous that affects us there is no excuse for us not to try and finish in the champions league qualification places be that top four be that a europa league victory that has to be the minimum expectation for me next season uh david lincoln says we will copy man city's format one striker coming in and multiple attacking players who can all switch from right to left i wouldn't put that past this actually being um the situation uh Keith pointing out a very important point: uh the third anniversary of Jose Antonio Reyes passing uh loved watching him play me too he was one, he was one of my favorite players growing up as a kid um I remember we brought him in during that mid-season of the invincibles year the goal we scored against Middlesbrough in the following season things like that you know stick out for me so thoughts as always, with Jose Antonio Reyes, his family, and, uh, yeah, taken from us far, far, far too soon. Axel says, I'm late, so don't know what has been said. For me, I think we should sign two midfielders with Europa League and an injury-prone parte. I would like us to sign two options, Gini Wijnaldum and Tielemans for me. I'd go for Gundogan and Tielemans, personally, would be my two picks. Let's have a quick check on that poll that we put into the chat box. Um, 47% of you have said yes, dropping to 46% just now. It's going between the two. Um, and 54% of you have said no regarding is Partey, Xhaka, Lukonga, El Elneny, Patino are one top signing enough for Arsenal's midfield next year. I think that no, I lean towards no because I think we need the two. I agree that the injury issues of Partey, the questions over El Elneny and Lukonga, um, and that of Xhaka as well, of course, who I'd like to see a genuine upgrade on. I'd like us to bring in two central midfielders Whether or not we do that is another thing um there is over 400 of you that have voted on that poll there's over 700 uh, 700 of you in the show and yet only 119 likes if you could please drop a like on the video it really really does help us out i saw that someone did leave a comment i wish i could remember their name but it's completely escaped me that said they don't leave a like on the video because they lose they use their like button as something to click on videos that they're going to go and watch back again I completely understand that. That's fair enough. What I would say is that you can create playlists on YouTube. So, uh, you know, use your like button as least sparingly as possible. Smash it just constantly. And all the videos, it really helps out content creators. You can create playlists on your own YouTube account without a problem. Uh, Ask the YouTuber says, Hi, Tom. If Arsenal sells Saliba for £45 million and replace him with Tap Sober, would you be happy? Um, happy is a word, you know, Tapsoba is a very, very good player, um, but I'm really desperate to kind of see what Saliba does. 45 million would be a great price for a player that, you know, has never played for us, but I really want to kind of see Saliba and what he's got and what he's there. And I'd always wonder what could have been had he have played, you know, he might go somewhere else and flop or succeed, but it doesn't matter because whatever happens at Arsenal is a different It's completely different. So I really genuinely hope that Saliba stays and that we can see what he's got for us next season. Um, Axel says, did anyone listen to the Counter-Attack podcast with Tavares listening to his team of the season? It's quite entertainment. I I enjoyed it a lot listening to it. I thought he spoke very well and actually quite maturely about being substituted early as well. Definitely one to check out if you haven't done so already. Um, Yeah, and there's a watch later playlist as well on YouTube. So there you go. There's uh, education as to why you can still like the video and not lose the videos that you'd like to watch. Uh, Amira says, Hi Tom, if we do bring in Zinchenko, do you see him as just a versatile depth player, or do you see Arteta playing him purely as a left eight? Could he do a Joel Linton and thrive in a new position? Zinchenko doesn't necessarily have the midfield as a new position per se, he's played there several times you know, for his senior career for Ukraine and for Manchester City, so he could play there very simply. And I think he could work. I think you could look at him as someone that gives us the extra in midfield. Say we sign Zinchenko, I don't think that necessarily means we had to add the two central midfielders because he would give us that extra kind of cover. Still need to sign that top quality midfielder for sure. But I think Zinchenko would provide us with significant cover as well. Uh, Junior says, Tom, we conceded more goals this season than last season with a supposedly better defence. A team that had Mustafi, Kolasinac, Louise, and Bellerin performed better defensively. Disagree, Junior. We actually kept more clean sheets this season than we have done since, I think, 16-17. And when you consider how many games Kieran Tierney, Thomas Partey and Tommy Asu all missed during this season as well, I think that's actually quite impressive. Um, So we can all talk about the number of goals we've conceded. But actually, when it mattered across individual fixtures, we kept more clean sheets than we have in the best part of five to six years in the Premier League. People get bogged down in the number of goals we conceded. The thing is, we already conceded nine in the first three games, and we didn't really have any of the players available to us. We've lost players due to injury, and also because it's a very young side. When we conceded, we conceded more because you know the heads dropped, that mentality, that maturity, that experience wasn't necessarily there. But I disagree with you, Junior because you know the number of clean sheets that we've kept, I think disproves any point about the fact that we've gone backwards defensively Um, manu says hi tom didn't saliva break some sort of record with his 3044 completed passes or something he'd be perfect for us and we should make him feel wanted he's young and impressionable yes he is young and impressionable and i think that's why you're seeing some of the comments come out i think that he's a young guy that when he's in an environment that he's wanted as he is at marseille he's going to want to feel that attachment well, hopefully we can make him feel wanted at Arsenal. You know, Arsenal fans, we've got to do our thing. We've got to make him feel wanted. We've got to keep telling him to come back. We've got to keep telling him how much we want him to stay here. When he gets back, we want to give him those huge cheers in the ground when he gets integrated into the team. Because Arteta said that he has to come back uh, and he has to come into the team. We're going to offer him a brand new contract. Let's wait and see. But yes, he did. I think there were some passing records that he broke. It was a joke how good he was from a passing perspective in Liga last year. Premier League's a different step up. We know that. But let's wait and see. I, for one, hope that he flourishes. Yassin says, would you keep Saliba even though he doesn't sign a new deal? In my opinion, we would have to sell him if he doesn't sign a contract extension. I feel like we need to see what happens. I think it might be that we can keep him with a year left on his deal, get him to sign a contract extension at the end of next season. I think for me, if I was Saliba, I wouldn't sign it. You know, speaking in an unbiased position, uh, taking the Arsenal hat off for a second, I'd say, look, I'll stay for this season. Prove to me that you want me in your team. Let's see how many minutes I'm going to be given. And then we'll talk about a contract after that. I think that would be the most sensible thing for him to do. Uh, Kevin says, how about games lost? Haven't we lost more last season? Yeah, we have lost more games last season. Um, definitely. Um, I think 13, something similar to that. It's only a few more than the seasons prior to that, to be fair. The problem is, is that, you know, those first three games that start the season, as I say, when we conceded goals, it tended to go up. Um, The number of games drew have decreased, but we've also won significantly more games this season. 22 wins, I think, we had across the season, which is a very, very good amount. We've just got to start turning those losses into draws. But the clean sheet record, I think, goes to show how much we've improved defensively, significantly so. And especially considering the amount of players that we've had out due to injury as well, has definitely affected the defensive side and how consistent we've been able to be this season in a defensive position, um, Neil says Kanate is underrated and Ben White is overrated. The overpriced English tax, overrated, in, overrated in terms of price, Neil. But certainly from the way that you're talking about Ben White in an overrated fashion, um, it's mad. You know, Ben White is an incredibly underrated player by the Arsenal fan base, not necessarily by the wider community. You know, this is someone that when he signed, people were laughing at him. You know, Varane, Kunde, who never started joining in the end for uh, for Chelsea, and Canate coming in. Ben White was better than Kanate this season. Canate's had a, had a brilliant, by the way, Champions League final Did Kanate. But, you know, Ben White has had a better season than what Kanate had for Liverpool. He hasn't been given as many chances because he's still acclimatising, and that's fair. It's going to take him time to acclimatise. And I would expect Kanate to get better than Ben White in the future. I think he's got a bigger potential than that of Ben White. But... Last season, you know, Ben White was better than him and better than a lot of centre-backs. That's the reason why he got into the Arsenal's top five player of the season list for that year. It's why he's gone into the England international setup too. I just don't get the hate for Ben White. I really don't. Some people talk about him in really derogatory circumstances and it's not respectful at all. He deserves praise. He deserves, you know, for taking that step up um, to to Arsenal from Brighton and, and doing as well as he did and changing the way that we play out from the back is in part why we've got as many wins as we do because we've changed the way that we've played and it's certainly helped us. The price doesn't affect him. Um, and as Trevor says, the price has nothing to do with Ben Wyatt. You know, it needs to get off. We need to disassociate that price um, when we're considering the performances that he's putting in. He isn't worth more than 50 million yet. You know, he was bought for a price that is going to see him try to achieve that. It was an investment. It wasn't a savvy, shrewd bit of business. It wasn't like an Odegaard or a Ramsdale where you've bought them for less, and now they're worth more. It was a price tag that is basically a target for him at this stage to be worth in the future. Um, Wenger Boy says, besides uh, City and Liverpool, which other team concerns you the most for next season? Of course, Chelsea is going to concern me. Of course, Spurs will always concern me because of Antonio Conte's Kane and Son and the players that they might bring in. So obviously... Those players do. I'm intrigued by what Ten Hag will do at Manchester United, but I feel it will take time for that to gel work and get to where he wants it to be. Uh, actually says Tom I think the hate for Ben White is born from people th- making their minds up at the very st-. yes absolutely and that's certainly something that's associated with a lot of Arsenal fans if you've said that you don't like a player or you didn't want us to sign a player and you've put that out on on social media or you were jumping into youtube comment sections when he signed criticizing the signing of Ben White it's very very difficult to then see him do well and then hold your hands up You know, on a whole, the Arsenal fan base, or certain sections anyway, it's very hard to admit when you're wrong about something. We do it here all the time because it's part of football. It's part of opinions. You get stuff wrong. It's just what happens. I've certainly been wrong about Arteta. You know, I wanted him gone after Villarreal. I wanted him gone after Manchester City. He changed my mind this season. Turned me around to wanting him at the club for next season and seeing where he would take this team and seeing what would happen. Uh, There have been certain players that have really changed. I had a few doubts about Gabriel at one point. He's really turned things around. Partey I thought was going to be, you know, God's gift effectively, but he has underperformed in my expectations. I've been disappointed by Partey and what I've wanted from him. I wanted a lot more. Yes, affected by injury, but even some performances have let me down. I want to see a better Partey next season. Football's about opinions and you're going to be wrong. It's just part and parcel of it. It's about then holding your hands up, admitting that you were wrong. That is quite tricky to do. Um, Samia says, uh, Tom, does the running power and robustness in the midfield of Partey, Xhaka, and Tilleman's Lukonga concern you keeping El Nenny out here? Um, you know, Partey's got great running power when he's available. Lukonga, too, has got a really good engine, Xhaka and El less so. I think that we've got players in there that give us running. We might need someone a little bit more technical to bring into the team, but I don't, you know, I don't rely on pace. For a midfielder, I really don't. I prefer kind of smart, intelligent in terms of positioning, in terms of passing, in terms of progression. That's what I lean on as more of a priority. Um, Yorkshire Gunner says, so Arteta changed your mind. Why? He changed my mind because I was so certain that we were going to go downhill after the Villarreal defeat and that didn't happen. You know, we went uphill and we're going towards the right direction. I never thought we'd be in a top four race this season. You know, I looked at the side, I looked at what we were doing in the market. The market changed my mind. You know, Overhauling the squad, spending 150 odd million quid, improving so many certain positions, improving the culture of the club and you know the atmosphere around the stadium and with the team, uh, the improvement of... I mean, identifying the fact that we needed a centre-back, needed a central midfielder. He's gone out and bought those two and Thomas Partey and Lukonga. We now need to see that happen in the striker department. That's the next step for me. And you can still see the style of plays improving as well. What we're seeing on the pitch, so he changed my mind. uh, And what we saw last season certainly wanted me. It made me want to go and back this guy and back this guy to go into next season and continue that rise. People talk about the Unai Emery finishing fifth and then getting sacked. That fifth place is so different to the fifth place that we finished in last season. You know, the fifth place under Emery was a downhill slope. You know, it was a fifth place that proceeded into going to 8th, and then 11th when Arteta took over. The fifth place that we had last season, which, you know, very could have been fourth, were it not, for some silly injuries and maybe some silly decision-making in January, um, it's a fifth place that I see us on the rise, not on the fall, and that's very, very different. People will look at the numbers and take them at face value, but there's so much more context that you need to apply around the two. Um, Yorkshire says, uh, what are your expectations for next season? Have to qualify for the Champions League. It's about progression. We have to keep going forwards. If we stop going forwards, you're only standing still and that is not good enough for Arsenal. So we need to make sure we push onwards and we go forwards and we make sure that we're going upwards. Because if we're not, then we need to consider a change. It's as simple as that. Uh, Keenan says, need world class number eights to alongside Partey. I also think Laconga is a backup for the new number eight. So a cheque de would be great signing as backup for Partey. Ruiz uh, would allow us to finally sell Xhaka. Um, Gilfi says, uh, why are you putting the eighth place finish of Arteta on Emery? When did. What? <laughs> I didn't say anything about eighth place. Uh Elliot says, Where do you think we would be in the Premier League standings if we did get seven players we need in the summer? Um, where do you think we would be if we did get uh I would hope if we got the seven players that I want us to, that we would be able to finish fourth next season, uh, and maybe even win the Europa League on top of that and get you know some trophies. That's what I want to see us do. It needs to be progression, we have to move forwards. It's the, the, the thing is that people sometimes misunderstand about football is that they look solely at the club they support. They forget the teams around and what they're doing. They're not standing still either. You know, They're trying to improve. They're trying to get better at the same time. They're signing players. They're strengthening their squad, strengthening their coaching setups. And we need to move at a faster rate than them. And you can only do that by spending and by spending smartly and by making good decisions. And that's the measure of a coach at the end of the day is the decisions they make the players they sign, and, and ultimately what they do with them. That's that's what defines a club and their success. Is it all boils down to the players and the manager and what's done with them. Uh, let's go to Joshua, who says, the spies in Tottenham's trophy cabinet have more credibility than Tottenham. Uh, Arsenal Addict says, why is no one talking about Basuma? Because of the ongoing alleged situation that we don't have an answer to. Uh, that's why uh reeb Rebe, uh, i'm really sorry uh i'm gonna try that again ray rebet i'm really sorry mate if i pronounced that wrong and i'm sure i have yuri tillemans florian grillish emmanuel dennis gabby jesus jed spence tyrant mitchell serge Gnabry. if we sign these players we will have a great season what do you think uh jed spence is gonna go either to forest or spurs uh dennis i'm not as sure on i'd much rather see us go for for something i would I rather keep Eddie Kettia or sign Emmanuel Dennis? There's a question for you guys in the chat box because I lean towards keeping Nketiah uh, out of the two, personally. Uh, Serge Ganabry, absolutely. Mitchell, I think, is a great option. Grilich, not seen enough of him, but I hear very good things. And Tillemans, yes, uh, would certainly go for Uh, Philip says, Tom, I believe getting Hickey will be good business. Back up left back, back up right back. And also Katie and Tommy can cover at centre back. Also send links today for Morata. No, not for me, mate. Not for me at all. Um, Axel says, how good does it feel to be invested in the team again? For the first time in many years, I'm completely in love with the players and the process, looking forward to next season. Uh, Guy Fox says, to be fair, you did say that fifth was a downward slope, therefore Arteta finishing eighth in the first time is down to that downward slope, if that makes sense. No, not necessarily, because, you know, we were 11th when he took over. So when he took over in 11th place, we did go up to eighth. We didn't go forwards the following season, but I do think there was a lot of context. But that said, I would have got rid of him after Villarreal, and I've said that, Guy but no, when people say he took us from fifth to eighth, it's not true. <laughs> it's just factually not true because he took over when we were in eleventh. So we didn't. We've hadn't actually gone down a place since he took over yet, which is something I think people don't really talk about. Um, the Jones says Arteta mentioned he needs to massively improve the goal threat of the team. Do Tielemans and Jesus do that? Yes, I think they do. Um, but I think we need more. I think we need, you know, a wide forward on top of that as well. Uh, Navarro says, Tom, the price of uh, the price is something with Ben White. So, what about Pepe? Um, Pepe's not been good, like that's the difference. Ben White's been good, Pepe has not been good. Uh, And that's the difference between the two when we talk about price. um Akil says, Our fans underestimating the impact of our young players improving based on last year, youngest team in the league. Yes, probably. Uh, most definitely. Let's see what happens next season. Uh, The Jones says, Arteta mentioned he... Oh, we've already done one. Abol says, I think the squad depth and quality needed why Arsenal is not going for free transfers, but quality players like Dabala, Lewandowski and Tielemans. Lewandowski and Dabala, you're not going to get now. You know, without Champions League football, it was going to be near impossible to get them. Tillemans, though, looks like we could. He's not free, though. He does have a year left on his contract. Will cost probably about £25 million. Uh, Tommy says, I cannot wait for Nketiah to bench whichever striker we bring in. People aren't ready for him this season. I hope you're right, Tommy, because if he's starting, it means we're succeeding. Uh, Troy says, I don't think Arteta Fancy's going to Brie. I reckon he will look elsewhere. Why? I'd love to know your reasoning. Uh, Iwak says, is there any chance we get both Fabian and Tillemans? There's always a chance. I don't know how many midfielders we're going to go for. I, I sense it's kind of one. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Um, Neil says, Tom, will you sack Edu? I won't do anything. (laughs) Would I sack Edu and bring an experienced sporting director like Michael Edwards? It depends what we do this summer, Neil. You know, I've been impressed by the decision making of Edu at times and unimpressed at other times. It depends on what we do this summer um, and how it then affects us next season. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Jashar says, Tom, it's interesting that Unai only lost three Premier League games in the season. He got sacked. By the, it's very interesting, isn't it? Still, the fact that we lost just three games, and yet I wouldn't say that we were progressing. It was so. It's really odd when you look at kind of those individual statistics when we finished fifth, because ultimately we blew fourth place because of his decision making. I feel like we blew fourth place this season because of real bad luck with injuries. Of course, we can point to January. But had Tommy Asu, T&E, Partey played just one more game, I feel like we would have got three more points. Really gutted about that. Uh, Peter says, where would you send Balogun? Um, probably Forrest. I think Forrest might be a good shout for him to go on loan. Uh, Namjic says, hi, Tom. Have you seen Pepe's Premier League stats while at Arsenal without? Yeah, I have. And this is why I always continue to point at it. If you look at Pepe's overall statistics, it's so biased with the and padded with the Europa League games. When you look at his goal contributions in the Premier League across his tenure, it just is not reflective of a player that I would want to keep at Arsenal. It just isn't. Um, you know, we need to move on from him. Um, and we've got players at the club that we need to continue with. And and he, for me, just isn't one of them. Um draw FC. Yeah, remember we didn't lose, but we were we weren't winning. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh Melin says, unless we get rid of Xhaka, the club isn't going anywhere. No matter which midfielder we sign, we will ultimately have to play alongside Xhaka. I think if you're If your thought process is that our entire club's outcome depends upon one midfielder being here in a negative sense, it points towards probably a personal thing towards Xhaka than anything. Xhaka, you know, last season was really strong in so many games. Had his moments, of course, Liverpool, um, Manchester City. But Xhaka was one of our better players across last season. Um, And we were in a top four race because of his presence in midfield. And when we didn't have him, you know, it did cost us at times. I do want to get better than him without a shadow of a doubt, but I'm not going to sit here and say that he has to go. I just want to upgrade upon him. That's all I want to see us do. Because if we're upgrading on Granite Xhaka, we're getting in a blooming good midfielder. That's for sure. And that's the biggest testament you can give to Xhaka is by saying, if we're getting someone better than him, they're going to be blooming good. Really, really good. Um, Let's go to Andy who says, I feel we need to consider the system we play. Backup fullbacks, not good enough. Uh, Stop spamming my chat, please. Um, In terms of, you know, backup fullbacks not being good enough, we need to sign some. I hate the word backup. We should never be signing backups. We should be signing competitive players. They're the types of players that we need to make sure that we sign. No one needs to be a... The only person that I would accept as a backup is the third-choice goalkeeper. That's the only position we should ever describe as a backup. Arsenal need to... Need to sign players that are going to improve us. Jashar says, draws are better than defeats. They are, but wins are even better. And when you get 22 across the season, that's certainly something to praise. A lot of people are talking more about the losses than the wins. You know, the wins we've got this season have been impressive. Winning again, back-to-back at Stamford Bridge, really strong. You know, we've got some big victories this year. We won at places like Wolves and Villa and Leicester that we've really struggled to win at in the past. Before, you know, we've picked up points in games that we we never usually would have done. We've also dropped points in games that we would have done better in should we have had the players available. I have no doubt in my mind that had Partey, Tierney, and Tommy been available for Palace, Southampton, and Brighton, we come out of those games with such better results than we would have done. Unfortunately, we didn't. And let's we can point to January, but we weren't asking for a fullback in January. That's for sure. Axel says, not a question, but thanks for making these brilliant 8am shows every day. Uh, make, my, make my morning so good. Let's show our appreciation. Thanks, Axel. That's a really kind comment, and I appreciate your kind words. Uh, Navarro says, Tom, Edu said they already got things lined up. Uh, not what is he doing now? It's 1st of June, Navarro. I Honestly, the idea that we would bring players in like now was never realistic. There's a plan and they're trying to execute that plan. We're going to have to wait and see. If we're sitting at the start of the season and we've not made the signings, then I'll give you the time of day to criticise the recruitment. But we're on the 1st of June. It's as simple as that. You know, if you sit sitting there and you're criticising this transfer window today, I think it borders into personal. It borders into personal criticisms of the coach, of Edu, because if you're being measured and grounded and objective about the window, you're waiting. <laughs> you're waiting to see what happens. You're waiting until pre-season at a minimum, and then you're waiting and see the start of the season to see where we've got our team. It's as simple as that, Navarro. And I think if you're asking for things now, Right this very second, I think it's unrealistic. And to blame criticism on that is too far. Neil, if you're comparing January to the summer, I can't help you. They're two very, very different things. Guy says, does anyone know exactly when the window opens? 10th of June and the 1st of July are the two opening dates for the both of the windows. Uh, Jake says, we must sign a left-back this season. I personally have lost confidence in Tierney's fitness. You're not the only one. Uh, Yassin says, uh, would you go for size? He's available on a free this summer. Would be great, in my opinion. Not as a starter, but squad depth. And I would be selling, holding. As a free, he might not be a bad shout, to be fair. Um, but he has played a lot in a back three. So I don't know how he would work necessarily as well in a back two. Um, I haven't seen him too much. Uh, Tommy says, uh, Tom, don't you find it hilarious how Arsenal fans, some Arsenal fans, uh, go into meltdown before the window has even started? Do I find it hilarious? No, I find it worrying. I don't find it funny, uh, Tommy. I know there is something to joke and laugh about it, but I find it worrying, you know, to see as much as we've done. you, You know, you see the changes that we've made, and yet we're still sitting here on the 1st of June and battering the club for not being more proactive on the 1st of June. That's worrying to me as a fan base that the expectations of some are just not realistic. Uh, Amira says, "Which of our last summer signings do you think have increased in value?" Ramsdale, Erdegaard, Um, I think that last summer's signings. Who else? Tommy Asu. Uh, yes, yeah, so Ramsdale, Tommy Asu, Erdegaard, They have all improved in value. If you were gonna, if they were gonna be sold this summer, they'd be going for more than what we paid for them, without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. Ben White wouldn't because you know that. $50 million was an was an investment in a player, not a bit of business that you would see their value grow immediately. It's going to take time, I think, before Ben White shows um, an increase on that value. It might take next season. It might be the season after. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but Lukonga and Tavares, you know, Tavares, ironically, I think Tavares would actually go for more than we sold him for, because uh, more than we bought him for, because he's got that Premier League experience, because he's in a... Um, He's got that long-term contract. I think those would point towards getting at least ten million plus for Tavares next season. Um, Lynn says, uh, "Tom, I will not judge our club. However, I get fed up by other clubs and pundits taking a poke at us." Lynn, you're gonna have to get you. You have to get used to that, Lynn, because that's just what happens. Arsenal are the butt of every joke in the media, it seems, and the pundits. We just got to hope that we do the business. You know, we got to hope that we put in the business next season. We proved them wrong. And, you know, we give them something to talk about in terms of praising us. So I'm sorry, Lynn, I hate it too, but it's just part and parcel. We will talk as much as we talk and we'll big ourselves up as much as we can. And we'll write positively positively about us and constructively about us. But yeah, if you don't like what others are saying, I would just tell you to ignore them. I know it's hard but it's what you're going to have to do. Uh, Amira says, fans berate the club for not signing anyone, but when the window hasn't even opened yet, but right off early signs like Turner, because everyone's an MLS expert, all of a sudden he's not a nobody. Come on. And also, I mean, yeah, Turner, Marquinhos looks like he's coming in very, very soon as well. Um, it's uh, it's what it is. Neil says, 15 years of drop in standard is also worrying. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me, you know, Conky comes in 2007, spends over a billion quid, and we're sitting trying to fight for fourth. That's years of bad decision making. So it's just ironic that when someone comes in and we start making better decisions, that nope, get them gone, get them gone, get rid. I just don't get it. I find it really strange. You think that actually that fifteen years of standard drop, you'd be able to recognise when something improves, and yet we can't. Maybe that's just because it's been so bad for fifteen years. Maybe it's hard to recognise good decisions being made. Maybe it's that. Um, I don't know. Alexander says we will need top players, even if. Partey and Xhaka and Lakonga are not playing. Uh, we need players who can take it up from there. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We need to play, bring in players that are going to improve us. It's as simple as that. And that's probably the best way to finish today's show. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. really appreciate your time. Drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here. Always appreciate the discussion and honest conversation. As per, I'll be bringing you a show at 6 p.m. today with some special guests. Make sure that you subscribe and turn those notifications on so you get told when all of our shows drop. If YouTube, you know, gets his finger out and actually decides to tell people when we go live, it would be nice. Um, but I'm telling you now, 6 p.m. tonight, um, and I'll be live at 10 a.m. over on the Arsenal Way. Link in the description to the channel is in there, uh, as it always is. Um, but, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Let's do a quick check on the poll of people said yes about the players that we've already got, plus one signing being enough for our midfield. 55% saying no. Thank you for tuning in, people. Uh, And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. by fans.